Hillsong Creative Podcast, where we hear from creative experts, influencers, dreamers, and doers, what they've learned and what we can learn from their journey as we explore, respond, and create. Well, welcome to season six. I'm so glad to kick it off and to get going on a new season. We've got some exciting stuff planned for you and I can't wait. My name is Rich Langton, for those of you who don't know me, and I head up our Australian creative team for Hillsong Church. So this podcast, it's for creative teams, it's for creative individuals, and for anyone who wants to join us on the journey of exploring faith and creativity. In this season, we're going to try some new things. Of course, we're going to have some amazing guests and talk about their journey and what they've learned. But as well as that, you've asked us to explore some topics, some other things around creativity to answer some questions. And we're going to explore some of that this season. And I think you're really going to enjoy what we've come up with. If you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover, we always love to hear from you. So head over to Apple Podcasts and please give us a review and add in your topic or the thing you'd like us to cover there. I've heard it said that Hillsong Church is the church that never sleeps, and sometimes it feels a little bit like that. We just had Hillsong Conference, but now we're just two months away from our Worship and Creative Conference. It's one of our favourite times of year, and uh, I'm really looking forward to the conference. We're putting together a pretty special time. Cass has got some amazing ideas, our team are working hard, and I literally can't wait. So let me encourage you to register for the conference, to be a part of it. We're in Sydney, Australia, it's at our Hills campus, and literally it's been one of those times that you don't want to miss being in the room for. So head over to hillsong.com forward slash WCC, check it out, register, and I can't wait to see you there. Okay, let's get to today's interview. As promised, we've got one of our most requested guests today. In fact, she's not really a guest to us because she's part of the family. Laura Toggs is known for many things. She's a fabulous leader in our church, a pastor, a creative genius. She heads up young and free, and she's a key voice to a youth generation. I think you're going to love this interview. It's going to be inspiring because she talks about the journey of really outworking the will of God in her life. She's going to tell her story, and I don't want to tell it for her. So let's just jump straight in. I think you're going to love it. Well, we're here today with Laura Toganavalu, also known as Laura Togs. Thank you for being with us today. Um, who in our church oversees youth ministry with your husband, Pete. Yeah. Also looks after Young and Free, which you are going to tell us about what that is. A lot of other things like Secret Garden. Yes. Um, as well as being one of the worship leaders in our church. I don't, you used to be our comms oversight. There's about a billion things that you do. Um <laughs> And today specifically, I'm excited that we get to have you chatting with us. One of my first questions was, can you tell us what Young and Free is? Is it a band? Is it um, just people that, you know, from our youth ministry? What is it and how did it start? Well, I think it's all of the above. I think that, yes, um, we have the music, which... um, you know, is probably most well known. But we've always said right from the outset in our youth ministry, before even Young and Free existed, our youth is a movement of young people. When we got together and it was the right time to create Young and Free, we said before anything else, this is a movement of young people upon the earth who are living for something greater than greater than themselves. That's and of awesome. course, that's Jesus. How, how did it get started? How did, yeah, how did yeah. it get started? So I think, you know, our church has existed for over 30 years, well over 30 years now. And 
A huge part of our values is empowering young people, valuing young people, um, pushing them forward. And that's always been the case right from the outset. And so for us, it was just a matter of timing. Everybody knows Hillsong United and Hillsong United started from our youth ministry. And it just got to the point where they had grown up past the youth ministry and they were out doing insane, incredible things right across the earth. And at that time, Peter and I actually stepped up, became youth pastors. And we really felt like God spoke to us. Maybe the most clearly I've ever heard God speak to me personally. Uh, We were at a Mm -hmm. summer camp and it was the end of the night and just something was stirring in my spirit. And at that point, we had literally just taken over as youth pastors right across Australia. Mm -hmm. And I just felt, I felt that like, Um, God's doing a new thing. God's doing a new thing. And it's not going to look like anything that's been done before. And I felt that. And then Judah Smith actually was preaching at our our youth ministry, uh, at our summer camp that night. And he, at the end of the night, he just prophesied those exact words. God is doing a new thing. And he just kept on saying it over and over and over again. And it was just confirmation in my spirit. And at that exact time, God was also speaking to my dad, who of course is, um, you know, our senior pastor and the founder of Hillsong Church, Brian Houston. (laughs) Um, And he just felt the same thing as well. Like that's just, it's the right time to bring through a new movement Mm -hmm. of praise and worship from young people in our church. And and then it just became a um, a journey of just... um, going, okay, well, well, who are the people? Who are the people who are leading worship? Who are our songwriters? Who are our next generation mm. of producers? And, and what does this, what is this sound? What is the sound that we bring? And it was a, it was a journey. We probably took about 12 months just exploring yeah. and getting to know our young people at a, at a deeper and more personal level. And I think more, more than that as well, we just really wanted to form an identity mm-hmm. for this generation of young people in our church. And that's where Young and Free, the name came from. Yeah. Because we want to be we wanted to make a statement that young people living in freedom, not freedom to do whatever they want, whenever they want, but freedom that's found only in Jesus. And that's awesome. So that's our message. And I've heard you speak a fair bit, you know, a lot of the Young and Free songs, there's there's worship, but there's also a lot of the praise songs. Yes. And I know you had like a personal revelation about joy. joy. How did you communicate that and then and then how has that taken expression throughout yeah. the Young and Free team? Yeah, well, again, as we were trying to work out what is our sound, what is that point of difference mm. for Young and Free? Because I think it's really important to know that and establish that really early on. Yeah. And to have, you know, we obviously have different expressions in our church. So we have Hillsong Worship, which is has been, you know, our congregational worship that has existed right from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and we have Hillsong United. Um, and so Young and Fruit was like, okay, we need to form, form a sound. And for me, I was like, okay, you can, you know, you can listen to the radio and, and get all sorts of references. Yeah. And we were doing those sorts of things. But for me, it's more important that we actually have an objective. Yep. And at the time in our youth, I just noticed... A, a little trend creeping in of just a little bit like of um, kind of an intensity in our youth programs. And I said to Pete, I said, you know what? Our youth has always been uplifting, joyful, fun. And we've always had the objective that young people should come in one way and, and leave out feeling a thousand times better. 
that's always been out the heartbeat of our mm. youth ministry. And so that joy kind of thing just really resonated. And I, and I said to our team as we were beginning to write songs and so on, I'm like, songs of joy, songs mm. of joy, songs of joy. We didn't know exactly how that was going to play out, but then um, Pappas and Aiden wrote Alive. Yeah. And that was the catalyst for us. That was the song that just boiled it all down. This is who we are. This is what our song, uh, our sound is. Like I said, it just kind of catapulted us into what we're doing. <laughs> it's pretty fun to see what the guys are doing. And they're actually out on a trip now, I think, yes. at the moment. Getting started, what was maybe your biggest personal challenge in, I guess, starting a movement, starting a group of people that are going to create albums? Maybe what was your biggest personal challenge in that? Personally? Yeah. You know, what's really interesting is that the obvious answer would be just comparison. Yeah. Because I think you can go, whoa, look at this, like, look at the platform that we're standing upon, yeah. look at the shoulders that we're yeah. standing upon. It's a huge, uh, not only responsibility, but it's also like a lot of pressure. Yes. And so I think what I would want to say is that like, oh, like, oh my gosh, how could I possibly compare to, you know, Darlene in days yes. gone by yeah. or Ruben or Joel with United or, or Brooke these days with worship. Um, but Honestly, to begin with, I had so much confidence. That's awesome. I had so much confidence that God, this that God was in this mm. and on this and breathing that yeah. like He was. It was His breath in it, and and I, the only reason that I can say that is because I just saw before my eyes all these people gather around me, and it felt like it didn't come out of nowhere, but it felt like it came out of nowhere, and I just was like, that could only be God, and just the timing of everything. It just was. It was God breathed. I think it was the then the following years where I really felt challenges creep in. Right. Yeah. And what would those challenges be? It's interesting. We talked about joy. Um, I think often it's the very thing that you're meant to bring. Yeah. Um, that the enemy attacks. Hundred percent. And yeah. so for me, I felt like joy was has constantly been attacked in my life. Right. And just I went through a real dark season, and it was really difficult really, really difficult. Wow. And you've made it through the other side. Absolutely. And yeah, actually have some even more authority and things to bring on the other side of that, which is awesome. Mm. Could we talk for a minute about the balance of it all? Because <laughs> I know you, you, you live a very large life. You mm -hmm. have a few kids, you travel. <laughs> a few. That <laughs> sounds like five. <laughs> How many children do you have? I have, well, I have two kids and one on the way. So three, yes. which is very exciting. So then life on the road. Yeah. You have made a decision maybe not to go on all of the trips yeah. and to kind of manage. You, you speak at church, you lead worship at church. What would be something that you would maybe say to some of our listeners that maybe find themselves pulled in a lot of different directions? Mm. I feel like you've had to assess work-life ministry balance quite yeah. well. Yeah, I think I've learned that wherever I am in the moment is where I need to be. Being present wherever I am is really important. So for me, when I'm at home and I'm with my kids, I am mum and that's awesome. what I'm doing. And then when I step foot in the office, I'm here, I'm, I'm working. And if I'm traveling, you know, that's a really interesting thing because I think you just have that, like, that thing within you, that wrestle within you, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I not? And I, that's where I've really learned to trust 
my intuition using wisdom, but that real gut instinct. And so when we're, like you said, if I'm choosing to be on that trip, then I'm going to be there and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. Awesome. And that set me free, really. And I find that um, when I'm leaving, like if I'm on the plane, I feel a little bit like, oh, that, yep. that tug towards home. Um, but as soon as I step foot on the ground, I'm there and I have the greatest time. And, you know, obviously we're so blessed these days. I remember when I was when I when I was a kid, my, my parents traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of normal for me yeah. as well. But, you know, I would send a fax. Oh, yes. Facsimiles. <laughs> a fax to a hotel. <laughs> yes. Like, and then I would That's wait awesome. for my, my parents to fax me back. That's cool. Um, or we would have to coordinate, um, you know, a phone call. Yeah. And that's how you kept in touch with home. But now it's just so easy. Thank God for FaceTime. <laughs> well, yeah, and we have FaceTime and... You know, we leave videos for one another and I, you know, Willow, my eight-year-old, she texts, you know, she, you know, will take one of our phones and she'll text and it's just so different now. And so I'm so blessed that we can keep in touch. Yeah. So, and then, and then when I know that I'm going home to them, mm-hmm. I get very like anxious. I'm like, I can't get home to them like fast enough. But I think the key to just doing many things is just being a hundred percent present wherever mm-hmm. you are, whatever you're doing. Um, and not being torn in those those different directions. And have you made a few, have you stumbled into that? Like, what, what do you do when you maybe realise you've got it wrong? Do you yeah. make an adjustment? Yeah, yeah. So for me, you know, that's kind of how I live naturally yeah. anyway. Like, yeah. I like to just kind of try things, see how they're going, and then make adjustments along the way. And we have had to make adjustments. And that's why, for example, this year I've I've chosen to be home more Mm -hmm. um, than I was in previous years. And that adjustment was made because I realized that last year there were, there were things that were impacting me personally, our family. And I was like, okay, we need to make a little change here. Mm. And we've done that. And it's, it's been really rewarding, really fruitful. And, and again, that's just, I think, partnering with the Holy Spirit, Yep, you know, and, and listening to the Holy Spirit and letting him guide you in your decisions. But then I think as well, like, just forgiving yourself for when you get it wrong is really key as well. Um, Because otherwise, especially women, you know, working wives and mothers and so on, we can just be tough on ourselves. And so just learning to go, okay, you know, the reason that you've got here is because you're actually trying something. Yes. That's awesome. Like you're doing something with your life. That's awesome. And so just not being so hard on yourself, forgive yourself for when you get it wrong and then making those adjustments. That's so good. Yeah. I love that. We'll switch gears a little bit. Still talking about young and free, but with some of the reach and influence that Young and Free have had, obviously there's been Grammy nominations mm-hmm. and sort of things. First thing, could you ever have imagined that when you started to lead Young and Free? And then what have been, you've also done the schools tours and different things like that. As the influence has grown, how has it affected you and your leadership of kind of where to steer things next? Well, firstly, I think, um, you know, when it comes to accolades, whatever that they may be, yeah. um, for example, the Grammy nomination. Yeah. You dream. I feel like you dream about that in your wildest dreams, yes. but don't actually think yeah. that it's going to happen. Yeah. And I think for me, you know, I've grown up in a church that has had the grace and breath of God over it, where we have seen incredible things, mm. and yet still, it amazes me when things like that happen. I remember actually when we first 
found out that we were nominated for a Grammy. To be honest, I was excited, but I felt guilty. Wow. I felt I felt guilty because I was like, we don't deserve this. Mm. What I loved was the first person to like congratulate me and like just be genuinely so excited was my brother Joel. That's awesome. And he yeah. genuinely was just so stoked out of his mind. Yeah. And to me that just it just shows me the person that he is. Totally. Cuz he's gone, you know, well before, well before and he is an incredible songwriter and he's just I think he just forged the way, yeah. you know, for young and free. Mm-hmm. Um and yet he hasn't had a Grammy nomination. Um, so for him to actually show that was, I think, really beautiful and testament to, to him. Yeah, but it, it is really interesting because one moment you will be at the Grammys and you're, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's Beyonce. Like, <laughs> And then you come home and you're like, you know, we live in the suburbs and we just go to our local mall. And, and as a youth ministry, I think one of the, the most... Um, impactful things that we've done over the last couple of years out of everything that we've done is create our schools tour where we take our team you know of youth pastors leaders um our worship team and we just try we try and hit as many schools in our areas as we can and we're we're there and we're in the school what does that look like is that like a gymnasium sort of setup Mm -hmm. it's pretty grassroots hey absolutely grassroots yeah, cool. so very, very... Look, we started this out of nothing. So we don't have budget. We don't have so impressive cool. production. None of that stuff. No, like, cool lighting. I love like, that. It's, it's not amazing. there. <laughs> um, but we just... The main thing is that we, we want young people to know that this is not about us. This is about us placing value upon you as an individual. We want you to know that you're important and that you're seen, you're worthy, and that this message that we carry, young and free, this is this is for you as well. What's so beautiful is when you're there and you're face-to-face with these young people and you're really engaging in these deep and meaningful conversations, you realise how open they are. Yeah. They're so open. They are so desperate for truth. And that's been the biggest, most rewarding thing to experience. And, you know, Pete will, or whoever, one of our youth pastors will preach a message and you can look around and you can see tears streaming down young people's faces because they're hearing the truth. Their soul is being validated in the most beautiful way. And it's like they're hearing it for the very first time. And so, yeah, unreal. We'll get right back to the episode, brought to you by our Hillsong Worship and Creative Conference. It's for every kind of creative, whether you're a musician, singer, a graphic designer, architect, an audio engineer, or video editor. It's a place for the artists of the church to gather together, to worship, to be inspired and refreshed, and to be equipped and trained for your sphere of creativity. Come be a part of everything happening on site, like the exclusive collabs with practical training from our key Hillsong team. The conference has limited spaces, so if you can't make it to Sydney this year, why not join the online conference experience so you don't miss a moment of the main sessions? Find out more details at hillsong.com forward slash WCC. Now, let's get back to the episode. This is Laura Toggs, and these are my fantastic four. When you think of the word successful, who is the first person that comes to mind and why? The first person that I just thought of was Melinda Gates, 
who runs the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And the reason that I thought of her is because I watched her interview with David Letterman two nights ago and I was so inspired um, by just how much they have achieved in the last like 10 to 15 years. What's something you believe that other people think is insane? Oh, I love Vegemite. Vegemite is incredible. My favorite time of the day is bedtime. I love going to bed. Everything's done, kids are in bed, have had a great day at work or whatever I've done and it's time to go to sleep. Recharge, I love holidays. I love going off grid and just having amazing time with my family. So you have some insanely talented people Mm -hmm. that you work with and you lead them very well. What would you say to people that maybe have super talented people on their team, leading, guiding, influencing them without squashing their creativity? Yeah. What would be something that you would have learned? I think think you do it very well. Well, thank you. Um, I feel like I've learned um, what not to do. And I feel like coming in and and kind of treating them like a problem because of their age right. is not the answer. Yeah. And I, I actually heard um, someone say this and it stuck with me. I've, I've kind of created like a leadership message out of it, but um, young people are not the problem, they're the provision. Amazing. And when you look at it like that, kind of changes your perspective. So yeah, all of us need leading and people want to be led and young people want to be led. And so they can put all sorts of fronts up, but at the end of the day, they actually want to be led. Don't police them or drive them in a way that's negative, but on the other extreme as well, don't just kind of sit back and, which I think I've been guilty of as well, just be like, (laughs) ah, I want you to like me. Um, (laughs) But all that to say, like, I think what I, what I love about working with even just people a few years younger than I am is that they think so differently and there's so much innovation within them. And I think if you recognize that still while maintaining that leadership position and making sure there's that level of respect and like, not like just coming in and like, kind of like going, well, I'm, I'm the answer. Like, yeah, you might. You might be the provision, but doesn't mean you have all the world answers. Um, yes. So it's that, it's that kind of like yeah. balance. But I think when you kind of realize that, then, gosh, we can do so many incredible, new, exciting things. That's awesome. Yeah. Many of our listeners kind of may know already, but you run like a website slash movement. I'll let you give expression called The Secret Garden. Mm-hmm. Would you like to tell us about that? I actually picked up my mum's sisterhood book. Oh, wow. So when she released her sisterhood book, Pete and I were, yeah, we were, it was four years ago because we were celebrating our seven year anniversary and we were just going away for a couple of days uh, without the kids. And we got on a plane and I read her book from start to finish, one sitting. And um, I cried my eyes out. I bawled um, because I, I felt like, one, it was so just reminiscent of my childhood and just this whole journey. And it was just so beautifully written as she does write so well. Also, I felt like God again was just really stirring something within me. And I had thought about doing a blog. I had thought about doing something like that, but it just didn't seem right. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know what, like, what would I say? I don't want to just be another voice. I don't want to just 
I don't want to do fashion. Like I love fashion, but I don't want to do a blog on fashion. I don't want to do beauty or any of those other things. But like, even though I had interest in those things. And so I'm reading this book and it's all about placing value upon womanhood. And just even for me, you know, being a youth pastor, leading young and free, knowing that I have this platform mm-hmm. um, and I am in a position where I get to influence young people and I have this message mm. of the sisterhood. I have this message within my hand, but I'm not sure that I was really at that point doing much with it. I think it wasn't the right time. Like I think I couldn't have done it, <laughs> it before that, that moment. But it just felt like, all, again, all the pieces were coming together. And I, over the next couple of days, I just got the idea of creating a website, generating content for young women, but not just the same stuff, but hopefully getting beyond what's skin deep and just kind of going, okay, look, all of the stuff that's external that we see so much of, we have a million images that are projected at us every single day. Mm -hmm. That's all about what you look like, what you're wearing, um, which again, all stuff that I love, but what's most important is what's within and it's inside first and then out. And that's the message of the secret garden. And for me, it's just the perfect metaphor because I think we can put so much time and so much effort, so much energy as young women into the stuff that is seen and is recognized by others, what is noticed by others. But how much do we tend to what's hidden? How much do we pay attention to yep. to what's inside? What uh, What's the condition of our heart? What are we thinking about? You know, what what consumes us when we go to bed at night? What upsets us? What makes us happy? Like how much are we actually caring for our inner world? And so that's where The Secret Garden came from. And for me, I really felt like this was um, more than just for the girls who are within the church, Mm -hmm. because I think we're so blessed. We get this message all the time. For me, I felt a real heavy burden for young women who don't get this message. And it's it's really interesting because at the time I looked, I looked, I looked for anything like this. And you would think, you would think there would be so much and there just wasn't. And there's a lot of messages being spoken out and even positive messages to some extent, but just off, like just yeah. a little bit skewed and you're just like, oh, I get it. Like it's close, but it's like, it's still a little bit just, you know, off. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so really intentional about reaching unchurched girls. That's really cool. And you kind of just started it from scratch. Yes. Using volunteers from church. Yeah. Using whoever was around. Yeah. And the content that you've created is world-class. It, again, was like, I shocked myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was not <laughs> expecting it to kind of like, like, I remember I turned up to a shoot and I was like, wait, hold on. How did we do this? Yes. Because we had nothing. Yeah. It, yeah, created it out of nothing. But it's just something that I think when it's a message that resonates with people. 100%. You don't have to yeah. work hard for it. Like, you you do. But, like, I, I had no issue gathering people around me to make it happen. People so were on cool. board. So, And then yeah. recently, just this past year. Yeah. A few months ago, you've done what you called the pop-up stores. Do you want to tell us about those? Yes. So we did, um, we started doing pop-ups just at our conferences and so on. But 
because I want it for the girls who don't get this message, I wanted to do it in like a more public kind of space. Mm-hmm. For Colour Conference this year, uh, we have in Sydney, we have it downtown Sydney, you know, the arena that we have conferences is probably like a five, 10 minute walk from like our major shopping district. And so we hired a pop-up space right on Pitt Street, which is like, again, like it's just like the center of the city. Um, It's a hive of activity at all times. I don't know how we did it again, but like God just provided this space for us and had volunteers who came. We painted the whole place. We made it look beautiful. It was really like It was really well done, but it just meant that so many people were curious. They were like, what is this? And, you know, we'd have girls who, you know, were on their lunch breaks from work and they were just walking past and they would walk in and they, we painted these big messages. You are seen, you are worthy, you are loved. Very cool. Yeah. You are beautiful. Like just things like that. And, and they'd come in, they'd be like, what is this? What's going on here? And there was one particular girl who kind of was like, really kind of like, uh, we didn't know what her vibe was. So she was like, okay, you know, is she judging us? Does does she think that we're idiots? Like, what does she think? (laughs) And she asked a couple of questions and we told her about the website and she went back to work and apparently watched every single episode because we film, you know, we film interviews with girls um, just talking about real stuff. And we've probably filmed about 20 now. And she watched every single one and came back and she had tears streaming down her face and she's just like, I cannot believe something like this exists. Wow. Um, I'm going to tell all my friends about it. Again, wow. came back with a bunch of friends to show her friends. And to me that I just was like, oh, thank you so much, God, because this is exactly what I wanted. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that story so much. Yeah. What is your website? Um, So it is a website. <laughs> <laughs> it's a website. So it, um, <laughs> firstly, we film, so we film interviews. Yeah. Um, so I'll just pick, at this point, it's just been friends. Yeah. Um, because I just want to keep it just real. Mm. And it's not like anyone who's particularly well-known or, you know, has crazy platforms. It's just like everyday girls that I talk to. And we just talk about real stuff, anything from anxiety to body image to one of the girls I spoke to, you know, she came to Australia as a refugee and, you know, she experienced racism. We talked about it. And um, so we have these just real conversations and they're really raw. They're, they're not polished at all. We don't, we don't do any crazy editing. I'm really, really purposeful, even in our editing, that the apprehension when answering the questions are are left in, just to show that it's like, these are not like well-rehearsed answers. Like these are these girls who are processing these real topics and bringing something that's real to the table. And so it's just, yeah, it's really raw. It's really fun. So for me, I'm like, we need to make it aesthetically like magnetic. Yes. So I want to like capture girls' attention and go, oh, that looks cool. What is that? So that she's like kind of um, prompted to make that click and, you know, and then that click again. Um, And so we make it look really beautiful. Um, And so we do that. Then we have a little online store, which again is just the message. And that to this point is actually how we're funding. Awesome. The Secret Garden is just, we do some merch, we do T-shirts and it's not just for the sake of, you know, um, 
financing the vision, but it's also just like wearing the message. Totally. And again, that that prompts so many conversations. Yeah, we've got big dreams for what it could be as well in the future. But that's awesome. One step at a time. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. I've been to the website and watched most of the videos and mm-hmm. this I get so inspired watching them. And I think one of the things that you bring to the table is you have this ability to disarm people. And so every girl that you uh, interview, there's just this sense of vulnerability and authenticity. And I think it's maybe even something that you've learned in your journey yeah. of just bringing authenticity yeah. to the table. Yeah. Um, maybe in closing, can you maybe tell us a little bit about your own journey and maybe I guess any of our audience that might find themselves, you know, a, a pastor's kid or mm-hmm. even just the journey that you've walked, how have you found your own feet yeah. Within, within that and what would you say to maybe people along the journey? Yeah, well, it has been a journey and it continues to be a journey. And I think for anyone, no matter what their background is and where they're yes. at in life and how successful they may or may not be, it's always this this evolving kind of story and journey of figuring out who you are and what's your place yeah. on this earth and, and how do you contribute? Um, for me, pastor's daughter, church kid, I think I really like genuinely, if I can say this about myself, but genuinely like a good girl, like I want good and I love Jesus, was on a journey of discovering my own relationship Mm -hmm. with Him as a teenager, but really found that um, genuinely and took my time to find that and forge that relationship. And then as well, just even forming like, well, what's my place then? Like, I want to serve you, God. Yeah. Like, what does that look like for me? Knowing that I have all these desires and and things that I think that I'm good at. And what I love about God is that like, is that you, I remember as a young girl going, oh, maybe I want to be like a fashion stylist or maybe I want to be a graphic designer and work at a magazine Mm. or, or I'd love music. Like I actually love to sing and I love forming music. Like I think that's really cool. And, um, and just having all these different things And then like without really pursuing it like crazily, like I feel like God has opened doors. Mm -hmm. So for me, I'm like, okay, I remember finishing high school and not really knowing what to do next. Yeah. And I took some time off. And then after six months, dad was like, you need a job. (laughs) Like, (laughs) You need to do something. And so he said, why don't you come to church, get some work experience, Mm. just get like a couple of months work experience in different departments. And then you can find out what you like and what you're good at and what to pursue. And I, so I started in, I was going to do communications for a couple of months. Then I was going to do creative for a couple of months and youth for a couple of months. And I went to communications and ended up staying there for five years. That's awesome. And in that time I did art direction and like campaigns and managed all these campaigns. And I look back and I'm like, that's so funny because I wanted to do graphic graphic yes. design as a kid. Yeah. And then I had Willow and I came back and I knew, I knew that that time in communications was done, mm-hmm. that other people had risen up. J.R. Yeah. had risen up. He had done, he was leading the charge while I was on maternity leave. And I felt like he was the right person. Yeah. And so, and that was the time that Young and Free was formed. That's very cool. And I'm like, wow, now I get to like create this incredible brand, yeah. like expression um, that has so many creative arms. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm working with young people. Yeah. And again, I'm like, look at God, like he yeah. has made all these He's things. He's woven it all together. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, whether it's like creating Young and Free merch or working on the albums and 
crafting the songs with the team or leading worship or whatever. It's just like, wow, God, you're so faithful that you've made this all come together. I think in that journey though, gosh, I just think whenever you're putting yourself out there, yeah, it's so vulnerable, Yes, whatever it is. Yeah. I think you're putting yourself in front of people or you're creating or, you know, for others, it might be like a business proposal or it's like it takes so much courage to and vulnerability to put yourself out there. And I really felt the effect of that throughout that process. Mm -hmm. And I I didn't realise it at the time because you just do it. You're just doing it. But then I was like, oh, my gosh, I felt very exposed. Yes, yeah. (laughs) And and that's where all of these like insecurities and all totally. those things, fears and um, doubts and whatever they are, and it's so common for most people, yeah. just creep in yeah. and they like little, uh, just they come in and they attack. And and so for me, that's been a huge part of my journey, um, just navigating that. And it's just been a matter of being really honest, um, honest with myself, honest with the people around me and using a lot of wisdom and understanding. I've learned so much and I honestly could talk about it forever, but I don't know that we have the time. <laughs> um, but I think it's just, it's you never really arrive. But I think what you do is you learn. And so for me, I I feel very Mm self-aware at this stage of my life. And I feel like now I know the enemy's devices against me. I know what um, can set me off and those insecurities off. And I believe in the word of God at the end of the day. I believe what God says about me and I choose to believe in what he says about me. And I choose to believe in what he's called me to do. And so I'm going to listen to that and I'm going to tune into that. And that's where I'm at right now. And that's so, so awesome. Yeah. And it's honestly the most awesome place to be in because it feels so free. Yep. And I think when you are, I remember just getting a little bit of fight in me like earlier this year, probably actually late last year, I just got this little fight in me to like redeem the girl that I am. That's I awesome. was like, you know what? I'm not going to be shy and I'm not going to be timid and I'm not going to draw back. That's not who I am. Like I actually, yeah, like soft, tender, gentle, that's all beautiful. And I'll claim that, but timid and, and, um, and insecure and afraid and fragile, I'm not going to be that girl. And so when you get that fight in you, that strength in you, you find that you just fight for it. And you, you find that only by like really pressing into the word, I think. So for me, it's just been like falling in love with the Word of God. But yeah, I know it's a journey. And I think because of now that awareness, it's like you just, you go, okay, I can recognize that for what it is. And you make those conscious decisions. I'm not going to go down that road. I'm not going to go down that train of thought. Like, no, I'm staying on course. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Yeah, of course. Thank you for being with us, Laura. We really love and appreciate you. Thank you for your honesty, your vulnerability. Mm. You are an inspiration to a lot of people and we're very, very grateful for you. Thank you. Hopefully you come back and see us again on the podcast. Isn't it crazy how when we're seeking to do God's will and we have dreams in our heart, He brings those two together. I love how Laura talked about just not knowing how to pursue her dreams and yet God brought them to her. 
And in that, the lesson is to keep seeking Him, keep seeking His Word, to keep getting that into you and keep allowing the promises of God's Word to bring strength and to build character and to see us through times when we can't see a way through. So my encouragement to you would be to do exactly like Laura said, to get into the Word, to keep seeking Him. And if you can't see a way for your dreams to become a reality, not to give up on those dreams, but to keep seeking Jesus and to keep trusting Him for how they're going to come to pass. Laura is such an inspirational person. I'm sure you'll agree from hearing that interview. If you'd like to follow along, you can find her on social media. Laura talked about Young and Free and The Secret Garden. And if you're unfamiliar with the music from Young and Free, then I'd encourage you to go check them out wherever you get your music from. Just search Hillsong Young and Free. It'll be a great addition to your music catalogue and I'm sure it will bring joy, just like Laura talked about. And if you're interested in finding out more about The Secret Garden and all that Laura was talking about, then you can go to The Secret garden.tv That's it for today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and it's been useful for your journey. If you haven't already, I'd love to take a minute just to encourage you to subscribe. When you do that, you become part of our growing community of creatives who are trying their best to live out their faith through their creativity. So join us anywhere you find your podcasts, subscribe, and then you won't miss out on anything And I always love to hear from you. So please write us a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It helps with the visibility of the podcast and it lets us know what you think, what you're enjoying and where we can go with the podcast in the future. Aside from that, you can write to me on Twitter at Rich Langton and we'll talk to you next time. 